Welcome back to Booty Bands More Than Fitness, your host, Danita Young. And today we are going into the topic from fat to fit and how to really unleash that champion from within. Welcome to the Booty Bands More Than Fitness podcast. We are making it possible for busy women to sculpt and tone in just 15 minutes a day. This is your time to really unleash your empowered self and step back into your confidence and truly celebrate you. Visit the store bootybands.com for the best female fitness products and subscribe so you can get notifications when every episode drops. Today, we have an amazing guest. Her name is Carissa Atkins. She's a wife, a mother, and a founder of 365 Daily Hustle. She is a champion for women's mental and physical health. She's a coach, a motivational speaker, an executive director of three TV shows, and a two-time Amazon's number one bestseller. So welcome in, Carissa. Thank you so much for having me today. Your story is super fascinating about how you overcame obesity. So go into that story a little bit more here. Absolutely. Um, Well, 12 years ago, I was sitting in a doctor's office when I got some really hard to hear truth, right? So I'm sitting there, I'm feeling pretty depressed. I'm feeling pretty ashamed of my body. I'm feeling pretty crappy. Like I just used to live in this, like, woe is me. I played the victim. I blamed, I made excuses um, for not just the weight I was carrying, but the life that I was living, right? Like this mediocre, like, and so I'm sitting in this doctor's office. My, my daughter's about two years old at the time. I'm sitting there playing right beside me. And the doctor looked at me square in the eye and she's like, Carissa, you're five foot tall and you're 213 pounds. And if you don't change your lifestyle today, you might not be around for that little girl in 10 years. And I mean, at first I was, I mean, I was shocked. I was mad. I'm sad. I was like fighting back those tears. Right. And I was just like, uh, and then she began to say, she was like, you are considered obese and you've got to change. And I'll be honest, (laughs) Danita, like I drove home and I was mad and I was furious. And I had one of those whole yelling match conversations with me, you know, myself in the car, got home, drank two bottles of wine, cried myself to sleep, probably right before I went to sleep. Um, you know, I prayed to God and I was like, you know, I just take this pain away. Like, I'm just so sick and tired of feeling like a failure and feeling like, you know, I'm less than and hating my body and hating the reflection that I'm seeing. And please just take that away. And I probably cried myself to sleep that night, but the real epiphany didn't come until the very next day. So I got up and I walked my son to the bus stop. Like this was my normal morning routine back in the day, walked him to the bus stop, stopped by my good friend, Jamie's house. And all the girls kind of got together there. We drank pots and pots of coffee. We smoked probably seven to eight cigarettes and we just complained about life, right? We were in Germany. We were military spouses. We were like, uh, and that was the morning though. And normally I was the last one to leave. That was the morning that I had to excuse myself. I was like, ladies, I got to go. Like, I just don't feel like, I don't even feel like being here right now. I just feel so like such in a deep, dark place, but I get home, I sit on the couch and I look over at a picture of my mom that had been sitting there for two freaking years on my nights, you know, on that nightstand. And I look over at a picture and for the first time, Danita, I didn't see the hustler. I didn't see the mom. I, you know, I lifted up and praise. I didn't see the worker. I didn't see the one who raised me, but instead I saw 320 pounds, right? I saw cancer. I saw diabetes. I saw all the stress. I saw every bit of my mom giving all of herself to everyone except for her. And 
I finally saw the path that I was on. Had I kept following that, that would have been my reality. And, you know, I took care of my mom for 10 plus years while she tried to, you know, survive cancer and, and kept beating it, but it kept coming back. And, and so I, I just take that as it's a huge life lesson that I learned, you know, sitting there looking at my mom thinking, man, I used to, I used to idolize this, you know, the, the hard work and the hustle and the grind and putting family last and putting herself last. And it just, it's what killed her. And ultimately it's, you know, it's part of my why today. Okay. Wow. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> super, super powerful. What a way to really relate and connect with women that are obviously going through that same struggle. So, so you said something very important there, which was uh, women that are thinking that they're doing the right thing by putting themselves last. Why is that actually the wrong way of thinking? Well, I think that's a deep seated belief, right? All of these, um, these beliefs that we have to be there for our kids, we need to provide and be a great wife. And, you know, like, it's selfish for me to, to even take care of myself, like who has time. And, and quite often, I, you know, I personally see women, they're like, Oh, I'll get to me later, I'll get that workout in later, I'll food prep, I'll learn how to do it all later when I have time. And they're chasing this fantasy of like this perfect ideal balanced life that everything's going to have enough time for everything. And instead they just have, I think some deep seated um, beliefs around their self-worth and their own self-love. And I think that that kind of really comes from, you know, watching their parents. Yes. Hustle and grind. Um, and the second thing is something's probably happened in their life to make them think that I'm not worthy of taking care of. Um, so we do have to get when I help my clients, you know, I have to get down to the unconscious and the subconscious mind um, where most of the change can even long-term change can really truly take effect. Interesting and very fascinating. Um, so as you now bring this badass uh, woman out, is there are steps that go through this kind of process. Would you say that you kind of have mastered a system or a process to get there? Yeah. I mean, I, I of course have coaching programs that teach my proven, my proven system, right. From how to go mentally, physically, emotionally, how to go from this blah state, this automatic mediocre crap to living ultimately the most abundant, fulfilling, healthy life that they have. Um, but at the time, you know, I got so overwhelmed with all the things that I should be doing, could be doing, must be doing the guilt, the shame, you know, like all of that. But at that rock bottom moment, I was like, Carissa, you actually know what you need to do. Right. So I sat down and I wrote down everything that I thought could possibly make me healthy, drink more water, get more sleep, stress less, um, you know, go to the gym, um, clean up my nutrition, eat less for goodness sakes. I mean, there's a reason why I got to 213 is I ate my feelings and I was a binge eater and I was using food to numb out my pain. So I just simply took that list of shoulds. And I know that I was getting overwhelmed with all the stuff. So instead I just got my highlighter. I highlighted the first two things that I thought that would be the biggest needle movers for me. And for me, that was, I need to move my body, right? Walking to the bus stop was not enough and definitely not going to cut it. Um, and so I, I, you know, I dedicated to just working out five days a week um, and just going. And the second thing was, it wasn't to clean up nutrition. I mean, at the time, uh, you know, I didn't even know what clean eating was, you know? So like, that would have been like, not like now we say those terms, but then I was like, okay, what do I know about food? And right now I know that I don't need three plates of food at one sitting. Like I don't need to feed myself until I'm stuffed. 
So that is literally where I started. It's like small baby shifts, small habits in my lifestyle that I was like, I think I can do this, you know? And it didn't take me long. Uh, two weeks after I started going to the gym, I was like, this really sucks taking my little girl and having her scream and put my headphones in while she's, you know, plays and screams in the playroom. Like, I was like, this is not, this is, I don't want this. So I set up, you know, other women to help me, you know, if I work out, you watch my kids, you work out, I watch your kids. So I just started surrounding myself with, you know, with other women who could see that, you know, we wanted to reach the same goals and um, we, we created a support system for one another when we were overseas. So that's where I would start, you know, it's like if someone's learning to like, or trying to figure out how to get started, it's like, you already know the how you don't need to search the next magazine. You don't need to try and find a new diet. You don't need to figure out even the perfect fitness program. Like just start moving your body, stop making so much excuses and just start moving and then start looking at who you're being when you eat, you know, what would you uh, tell somebody that it does have those excuses. However, like you said, you were fighting it when you first heard your doctor tell you that, um, what would you tell someone that is in that fighting mode with themselves where they, they want to really keep believing those excuses? What would you say there? Yeah. Well, I think number one is recognizing that you make the excuses, right? Be just becoming like super aware that, listen, I can either stay stuck and play this victim or I can get the heck out. And, you know, one of my favorite quotes, Dwayne, the rock Johnson, you know, said like, if you want to achieve anything, you can either make excuses or you can, you know, take, take forward action and do it and get the job done. Um, and so I just, I got so sick and tired of where I was that I was like, well, if I continue making all the excuses and blaming everyone else for, you know, my life and how crappy it is, then I'm going to continue down this path. And I know how bad that sucks. I know how bad that sucks. And so I was like, what's, what's the worst thing that could happen by, by, you know, stepping outside of my comfort zone and trying this thing called the gym. I mean, trust me, I didn't feel like I even belonged with my hoodie up and, you know, my, my tanks out, like I was like covered. I was so embarrassed in my body. I'm like, I don't even belong in here. This is crazy. But, you know, I did it because I was like this, I, I don't like being fat. I don't like feeling not, don't, I don't like feeling not sexy. And I didn't, you know, I had zero confidence and And what was the worst thing about being healthy, like getting healthy as you're on your way to the gym? Like, was it the gym that was the worst thing having to go in there in a place that you felt like you didn't belong? Like, what what would you say was the hardest thing going through the process? Um, For me, the food was really tough, like learning, unlearning unhealthy habits and behaviors around food. Um, recognizing that, gosh, I eat when I'm stressed. I eat when I'm mad. I eat like all the time, like I mindlessly eat. Um, so I had to stop and create a lot of levels of awareness. Um, I was like, who am I being when I eat right now? Like, who do I want to be, you know, and why do I feel that I want to keep eating? And so it was just a lot of like unpacking these different things. Just keep asking myself why that was probably the hardest thing, um, was more of that nutrition at first. You hear that most often, uh, women that are going through a weight loss transformation and you ask them a hard question of, well, what would it be like if you really lost all of this weight? Like imagine yourself and then they picture themselves with the weight gone and actually in a way they're scared and very nervous to lose the weight because that weight is actually those barriers against maybe other people or, or things they don't trust. And it gives them some sort of safety or comfort. Have you met those type of women? Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, I, 
I, I used to, I feel like I used to be here and that's where that, you know, that self-sabotage comes in where it's like, I don't like who is Carissa when she is skinny. And of course, cause we all want that. And then when we really start to dive in, it's like, well, who will you, what will your life look like? And all these, you know, fears that maybe kind of come up, um, you know, uh, Sometimes we have to heal some past trauma and past wounds in order for them to just completely allow that weight to fall off for sure. Yeah, I agree. I agree. definitely agree there. Um, so have you heard of the, you know, when you go into the subconscious and you're, and you're really working with women to have their conscious mind seeing the subconscious, what's that flow like when you're working with women? And I'll give you a great example of mine. Um, Cause I, of course I have a coach, I've worked with coaches And I remember my first kind of major unconscious uh, conversation um, with a coach. And I unpacked the fact that I believed that I wasn't even worth taking care of since birth. So I was born in April and my parents were florist and right around Mother's Day, um, you know, in spring and all that. Like, it's just it's a very busy time as as a flower shop. And I can remember my mom, you know, like in birth, I just felt like I was an inconvenience already um, because they had to go back to work right away. They were entrepreneurs. So that was probably the very first time that I felt like there's no one, no one, no one wants to take care of me. Um, and, and so I've, I noticed that even when I feel those that way now as an adult, like I tend to then go to cope with other things. Like if I feeling stressed and overwhelmed, I'm like, I just feel like I have to do it all on my own. Like I felt like I was in survival mode since birth and I have to go into survival mode now, but now as, as someone who's worked with a coach and unpacked some of those beliefs, I can recognize what I'm doing that isn't healthy and then go back into a healthy direction. Hopefully that answers that a little bit. No, I think, I think a story definitely opens that up. You know, we have, we have these stories that we tell ourselves that we, we create these beliefs from such a young age and we don't realize it. They're almost blind spots that we have no idea that we have these beliefs. And that's what the subconscious is, is we are on autopilot living our life in such a way, your subconscious behaviors were, you were taking on too much. You were overworking yourself because of this subconscious belief that was made back then. And you're looking at a woman that's lost well over a hundred pounds and clearly she's been able to keep it off. So instead of these um, yo-yoing up and down, you can see that being able to have a transformation within your mindset can change the body. So now that leads me to my next question. As far as the yo-yoing and up and down, what's your belief on that? As far as a woman that's just constantly going through this starting and stopping and she's trying things, but she's failing at things like, well, how, how, what, uh, what, what insight can you give on that? Ah, uh, well, I'm a ditch the diet girl, you know, type of girl. I don't believe in diets. I believe in, you know, food is fuel and food is energy for us. And I like to look at my body as like a machine. And so it's my job to feed it what it needs so that I can operate with high levels of energy, productivity, um, you know, and just being healthy. Um, so this whole yo-yo diet, like this, is, and that's just like going up, down, up, down, hopping on something. Uh, it's not your fault. First off, ladies, I just want to say that like mainstream media, especially the health and fitness, uh, you know, industry, it's a $50 billion industry. So their job is to sell you a product, whether it's a supplement or a pill or a quick fix for you to get a little bit of it, get a taste of it. And then you realize deep down, you're like, this is actually not sustainable. Like I can literally not 
eat celery for my entire life, right? Or cabbage, you know, soup or whatever. Like, it's just not fun. It's boring um, and it's restrictive and it just doesn't feel right in our bodies. And your body is like fighting that. So of course, then your mind's like, oh, it's not going to work. So you start to give up on it. And that yo-yo is actually worse on our metabolism, ladies. So, you know, if you're actually trying to lose weight, like I say the healthy way, uh, which is not a, necessarily a quick fix, um, but uh, then I would get off the diets, you know, um, quit comparing your, your friend on keto to your own results because you have a different body. I mean, we all have different lives. I mean, I have an autoimmune disease for goodness sake. So I eat completely different, uh, than a lot of people. So, um, yeah, quit the dieting. It's just, it's so terrible. Like, I'm like, Oh, who wants to like count calories and, you know, you know, um, weigh out your food and watch your macros and become obsessed with it. And just feel like you're starving all the time. Like it just, that's not how we're supposed to meant, you know, to live our lives in my opinion. Yeah. So do you count calories? Do you count macros? What, what do you do to kind of, uh, keep yourself balanced? What is your way of structure? Yeah. I kind of actually go between, um, <laughs> I kind of actually go between macros and intuitive eating. So I eat whatever it is that I want to eat first off. And I just now really honor my body. So I know my signs of when I'm hungry and when I'm full, um, I personally eat close to seven meals a day. First one, of course, starting, you know, right after my gym workout, getting those, uh, getting that protein in right away. But, and then I typically go to bed. So I'm very high protein, um, low, lower carb, but I don't even want to say that because people think low carb and they automatically go, Oh, carbs are bad. Cause car, I love my carbs girl. And I lift heavy and I'm strong and I'm fit. And I've, I've never eaten more food in my life. And I'm actually in the best shape of my life. I say go between, because if I am getting on a magazine cover in two months, I follow my macros because at the end of the day, macros allows me to just make sure that I am getting enough food. Cause to me, most women don't get enough food. Um, so I make sure I'm getting enough food with my macros, but I definitely follow that intuitive eating. Like if I want tacos, I eat tacos. If I want a cheeseburger, I'm getting a cheeseburger. So I don't, I don't follow diets. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I, li I like that. Um, the intuitive mixed with the macro, I think that's a great balance to one stay balanced, being able to still have a structure, but also have that intuitive to know like what your body's truly saying, because as, as women, we have different cycles, obviously through 28 days. And it's important that we're really listening and being intuitive to know like what we're actually missing. So for example, cravings, you know, that I teach a lot of my, the, our members, Hey, it's not that you're really needing chocolate. You're really needing magnesium yeah. which is found in those vegetables, fruits, nuts, and seeds. And so being able to help women understand there's the intuitive side, right? But if we lean fully intuitive, we might be binging on like, you know, cheeseburgers and things like that, but leaning towards that macro so we can keep it all balanced so we can really stay structured. That's awesome. Yeah. And I follow, you know, I do, I do a lot of that 80, 20, right? Like it's like if 80% of my day is really healthy, which is all food prepped. So 80% of my food is food prepped and the other 20% is fun, right? It's date nights. It's a glass of wine. If I want it, it's the tacos on Tuesdays. Cause everyone in my family loves that. You know, it's, it's not restrictive then. And then I'm never really feeling deprived. So when I do go out, I'm, I, I don't feel like I've been missing it and that I'm missing out on good, you know, girl time or something. So I can go out and like pick something healthier or go a lighter route and not feel like I'm missing out on a good dinner. But, um, so yeah, there I food prep and I really do follow that 80, 20 rule a lot. 
That's great. Awesome. Well, very inspirational, definitely a huge motivator for somebody that's on this call. They're like, Ooh, I feel so motivated of letting go my excuses, stepping into the champion from within and really getting into living their best life. I absolutely agree with all this. So if somebody is really inspired by you right now, where is a place that they could go and find you, follow you and really be able to get to know you a little bit more? Yeah, honestly, I have an amazing community. It's called the Healthy Hustle. It's a Facebook group. It's empowering women to live their best life, whether it's fitness, health, mindset. They all three are definitely, you know, nutrition. It's all, it's not a one, a one thing is going to fix your problem forever. And that group is, is fantastic. Love it. And I'll make it easy for everyone listening to go ahead and just drop down into the description, click on the link and go ahead and jump into it. That's awesome. Great. Well, Chris, it was very nice meeting you. Thank you again for jumping onto the podcast today and I look forward to speaking with you soon as now you have become a booty bands ambassador. So hopefully we can start seeing some booty bands and barbell equipment and uh, getting fit even while you're at home, right? Absolutely. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Awesome. Wrapping up, we hope that this left you with some valuable information that you can help with improving your mind, your body, and your life. Really, we're about helping you step into your best self, and that's why we do these weekly, so that we can hear from you and how it resonated. So go ahead and write us a review, and we will pick weekly giveaways on our unique booty bands to give away. So thank you guys so much for listening. It was awesome having you on. I'm very excited to leave your review. Make sure to hit subscribe so that you can get notified on any future podcasts that come out. And of course, join the community and join the app called Booty Bands and Barbells, where you'll find us in the workouts, the meal plan, and of course, all the fun challenges. I'll see you soon, and I'll see you in the workouts.